The Islanders find a way to get past the Blue Jackets. Now they prepare for the Ottawa Senators. We have our key takeaways, plus a full preview and a discussion on Sebastian Ajo and the way he's playing. All that and more on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Broussard tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And hello, everybody, and welcome to the Monday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Gil Martin, so glad you could join us today and be part of the Locked On Islanders family. And thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Lots to discuss on today's show, but first, if there's something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question you'd like to ask, a comment on something we discussed, or a topic that you'd like us to talk about on an upcoming show, feel free to send us an email. The email address, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we are happy to mention you on the show when we discuss whatever it is that's on your mind. You could also follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings, and I am live streaming during nearly every Islanders home and road game, so Join me for instant insight and analysis, and it's always great to interact with Islanders fans game time or any time, so please do feel free to get in touch. Islanders down the Columbus Blue Jackets at the UBS Arena Saturday. It wasn't a pretty game, but you take the 4-3 to three win, and there were some great signs in this game and some others that were troubling. Let's start with the troubling. What is with this team and slow starts? It is getting to the point where it is too much of a pattern to ignore. And, you know, th this was a scoreless first period, but if it wasn't for Ilya Sorokin, it would easily could have been a lead for the Blue Jackets. And even though they weren't behind at the end of the first period, the Islanders played a sluggish, playing down to the quality of the opposition kind of a, uh, a period. And it just seems like, you know, if there's a 7.30 start to these games, the Islanders don't wake up till 8.39 o'clock, and you can't have that. You've got to be ready in the National Hockey League to take on whatever team it is you're taking on because good teams... Really, you're not going to win that many games 
falling behind and trying to desperately crawl back into it. Yes, the Islanders did it against Colorado, Calgary, and the Rangers, but that's not a sustainable model for winning hockey games consistently. And, I, you know, the other part of it was that through the first 40 minutes of this game, the Islanders just weren't creating a heck of a lot of offense. Eventually, they did, and that was certainly good, and they got a lot of high-quality scoring chances later. But, you know, initially... It just looked sluggish, and the passing wasn't crisp. Now, by the third period and over time, the team overcame this. And, you know, they really did have some highlights in this game. Let's start with Brock Nelson, who not only had two goals and was a plus two, but had ten shots on goal. Keep in mind, that's more or less what Josh Bailey gets in 12 games. Uh... Great performance by Brock Nelson. No, not so much of a Brocktober, but Brock Vember. Really, sort of a thing this year as Nelson has been red hot and and really great to see. He and Anders Lee and Anthony Bavillier have great shifts and and play as well as they did. The two goals for Nelson with the ten shots, really. Uh, great. Great to see Zach Parise get the game-winning goal in overtime. And, you know, there was a delayed penalty. He, he got a nice pass from J.G. Pajot and was able to finish it off before the delayed penalty was called. Fantastic play and uh, a, a saver for the Islanders where this was a sloppy game for the most part, and yet they still got the two points. Scott Mayfield, got to give credit to Mayfield for the offense that he's playing and the way he's jumping into the play, a a two-point night for Scotty Mayfield, a goal and an assist, another plus two, four shots on goal. You just get the feeling Scott Mayfield knows what he's doing and, you know, so much of Lane Lambert's system is based on the idea that the defensemen are going to step up whenever possible and get into a play when they can without taking too big of a risk. Scott Mayfield, I think, knows as well as anybody how and when to take those risks and get, you know, offense produced without sacrificing uh, defense and getting caught up ice and and creating an odd man rush the other way so so far very nice early season for scott mayfield and then one player i think we definitely needed to talk about sebastian ajo two assists two shots on goal and a plus three and ajo really gets getting the job done against the blue jackets now look i am not going to say that i am sold on Sebastian Ajo as the long-term solution as the team's sixth defenseman. But offensively, he certainly provides a lot. He He's good on the power play. He has a decent shot. He has good vision and passing skills. The concern about Ajo is defense, and yet it wasn't so big of a concern against Columbus. His defense was solid 
as uh, indicated by the plus three ranking that he had in this game. And, you know, kudos to him for he seems very comfortable. He seems a lot more confident. Yeah, he was dead last among the Islanders six defensemen in ice time with 15 minutes, 12 seconds. But he played well. He gave them some jump. He got into the plays. And he's making some pretty plays as of late. So uh, credit to Sebastian Ajo and uh, getting his first two assists of the year and just playing a solid game against the Blue Jackets. And and the last two or three games for Ajo, certainly he has played better. Another shout-out definitely going to Ilya Sorokin. 26 saves in 29 shots. Can't say that, you know, percentage-wise, the 897 save percentage, not elite territory. But at the same time, you, you just sort of have to give credit to him for keeping the Islanders in this game when the team in front of him was kind of playing a little bit sloppy and and just not really being effective for large stretches of this game. And yet Sorokin keeps them in it until the Islanders were able to take advantage of a, of a Blue Jackets defensive core that was depleted by injuries and got the game-winning goal. This was not a great performance by the Islanders by any stretch of the imagination. But you know what? Good teams win games, a a nice amount of games, when they're not playing their best hockey. And the Islanders were able to do that. Got to play better to win consistently. But the Islanders get the two points. They needed the two points. And now they head out onto the road for uh, a, a road trip that is going to challenge this team to say the least, and hopefully they will be able to respond. The road trip starts tonight in Ottawa, and we will have a full preview of that game. Keep in mind, it's a 5.30 p.m. Eastern time start in Ottawa. Not sure why the early start time, but, you know, rush home from work if you need to to try to catch that Islanders game. Then the road trip continues in Nashville, Dallas, and Toronto. So some challenging opponents upcoming for the New York Islanders. We will have a preview of tonight's game in Ottawa, plus our Islanders birthday of the day and a whole lot more still to come on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at Simply Safe. If you've thought about securing your home with home security, but you've been putting it off, You'll want to listen up because right now, Locked On Islanders listeners can order the number one rated Simply Safe home security system for 50% off. This is their biggest offer of the year, and you won't want to miss it. In an emergency, Simply Safe has 24 7 professional monitoring agents using Fast Protect technology, which is exclusively from Simply Safe. It captures critical evidence and verifies that a threat is real so you can get a priority police response. And don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system I recommend. Get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com/slash locked on NHL. This is their biggest discount of the year, so don't wait. That's simplysafe.com/slash locked on NHL. There's no safe like Simply Safe. 
Thanks again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen today. For your second listen, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter to the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. So the Islanders head on the road, four-game road trip getting underway, and it starts at 5.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Again, make note of that start against the Ottawa Senators, and the Senators ended a losing streak on Saturday with a 4-1 win in Philadelphia, but this is a team that has been struggling before that. And the Islanders, again, have to hope that they can sort of take advantage of the struggles. And the big struggle for Ottawa, more than anything else, because there is a lot of talent on this team. But it's been more of a defensive struggle than an offensive struggle. They're ranked 12th in the league in goals for, with 49, but 21st in goals against, also with 49. So even though Ottawa is 5-8-1, Their goal differential is dead even, and they are certainly capable. You've got some talented players on this roster that names that hockey fans are familiar with, like Brady Kachuk, Claude Giroux, Alex Dabrinkit. You know, these are guys that can put the puck in the net, can create plays, and are dangerous with the puck defensively is where they're struggling. Their starting goalie is Anton Forsberg. He has a 3-6-1 record, a 3-6-0 goals against average, and an 899 save percentage. So Forsberg struggling right now. Cam Talbot uh, has gotten some play as the backup, but, you know, Talbot overall, better statistically, in three starts, he is 1-2-0, and oh, a 2-3-5 goals against average, and a 9-25 save percentage. Now, it'll be interesting to see who the Senators go with in goal. Camp Talbot played in that win over Philadelphia on Saturday, and he made 37 saves in 38 shots. So Talbot is the hot hand, but... Do they go back to him on back-to-back games, or do they go back to Anton Forsberg? Claude Giroux right now, uh, second on the team in goals. Shane Pinto leads the team with eight. Brady Kachuk, 19 points, including 13 helpers. That makes him dangerous. Pinto, by the way, also leading the team with three power play goals, and The power play right now, 10th in the league. Not bad for Ottawa. The penalty kill right in the middle at 17th. And an interesting thing about the Senators, they are the best shooting team in the National Hockey League. They have the best shooting percentage or shot percentage uh, out of all 32 teams. And that is, again, something I expect that Semyon Varlamov is likely to be the Islanders goalie. But... The, the shooting percentage, 10th in the league for Ottawa, not first, excuse me, but solid, and they are a dangerous team. You look at this lineup, top line, Tim Stutz, uh, Stutzle centering Brady Kachuk and Claude Giroux. Derek Brassard 
Uh, New York area hockey fans familiar with him. Uh, Islander fans certainly familiar with him. He's centering the second line with Debrinket and Drake Batherson on his wing. Shane Pinto, the third line pivot, uh, Tyler Mott to his left, Matthew Joseph to his right. And then the fourth line, Mark Kastelik with Parker Kelly and Austin Watson flanking him. Thomas Shabbat. Uh, and Jacob Bernard Docker are the top defense pair. Former Islander Travis Hamanick in the second pair with Jake Sanderson, Eric ben, uh, Brandstrom, and Nick Holden, the third unit uh, on defense. And then Cam Talbot and Anton Forsberg are the goalies. Josh Norris uh, and, and, and Artem Zub on injured reserve, not likely to play against the Islanders. Look, the Islanders in this game, can't let that top line of Ottawa beat them. And what we saw against Columbus by the Islanders is sort of more of an offensive blueprint in the fact that the Islanders had 46 shots on goal against Columbus, and a lot of them were quality uh, chances from the high danger area. They, the, the keys to winning this game, don't let Ottawa's first line beat you. Don't let them have time and space in the neutral zone. Get more pucks to the net. Take advantage of the shaky team defense of the Ottawa Senators. And then the the other thing, from an Islander standpoint, don't get off to another slow start. If you give Ottawa an early lead, that is dangerous because they are so dangerous offensively. And the thing you want to make Ottawa do is take chances. You want them to be behind and take chances, and then you will get a lot of quality scoring opportunities the other way against this talented but young still uh, in a lot of places in the lineup Senators team. So get the defenseman pinching at the right time, put pressure on the goal, and if you can Take that early lead, it really sets the Islanders up for a, a, a good way to play this game. You don't want to have to come from behind like the Islanders are doing too often. Defensively, you know, one problem the Islanders had against Columbus was the transition game. Getting the puck out of their own zone and transitioning to offense. They didn't do it well. They have to do a better job of it. And... Hopefully that is one of the things that Lane Lambert works on this team with and they straighten out before this, I'm going to say, late afternoon slash early evening game against the Ottawa Senators. We have got more to get to on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. We have our Islanders birthday of the day, a goalie from the early 1990s who played a big role on this team. And who really has an inspiring story uh, if you look at what he's done in his life and some of the obstacles that he overcame. So we'll talk about that and a whole lot more next on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. 
Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball to soccer and esports. We've got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Have a feeling about tonight's Islander game in Ottawa? Check out the latest odds at betonline.net. You can head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day. And Sunday was the 54th birthday of former Islanders goalie Mark Fitzpatrick, the Toronto, Ontario native, drafted in the second round by the uh, LA Kings in the 1987. NHL entry draft, made his NHL debut with LA in the 88-89 season, but was dealt to the New York Islanders before that year ended and stayed with the Isles through the 92-93 season before joining the Florida Panthers uh, in 93-94, played for Florida, Tampa Bay, Chicago, and Carolina before hanging up his skates after the 2000-2001 season. Uh, He played his last two years in the IHL, which was a minor league uh, back then. 329 career NHL games, a 3-1-2 goals against average, and an 896 save percentage for his career. The, The inspiring thing, though, about Mark Fitzpatrick is the way he was able to overcome uh, an illness that almost killed him and, you know, really was able to to get himself back on track and play some outstanding hockey. So uh, Mark Fitzpatrick, uh, not you know, a small goalie by any stretch of the imagination, 6'2", almost 200 pounds, you know, that that was a, a good uh, size for a goalie back then. Now, the, the disease he had, uh, eosinophilia myelagia syndrome, and I hope I even came close to pronouncing it, uh, that's a fatal neurological disease. He missed almost all of the 90-91 season while he was with the Islanders, but was able to come back and won the Bill Masterton Trophy in 91-92 when he did return. He was very inspirational and, again, sort of the a very solid goalie for the Islanders in the early 90s. We go back and look at one of Mark Fitzpatrick's better games with the Isles. December 5th, 1989, at the Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum. The Buffalo Sabres come to town. Darren Pupa the goalie for Buffalo, Mark Fitzpatrick, of course, the Islanders' netminder. And in the first period, it was the Islanders getting on the board first, Brad Lauer. His third from Pat Flatley and Joe Rieke at 11:23, Isles won. And the Buffalo Sabres, nothing. In the second period, the Islanders add to their advantage. Randy Wood, his seventh from Gerald Diddick and Pat LaFontaine at 18:12. Islanders after two periods, and in the third, it was tight game. Some great goaltending by Fitzpatrick to keep Buffalo off the board until Hubie McDonough potted an empty net goal at 19-20, his fifth. Don Maloney and Jeff Norton with the assists, 
and the Islanders beat Buffalo by a score of three to nothing for Mark Fitzpatrick. 32 saves to earn the shutout, and the Islanders were outshot 32 to 26, but Fitzpatrick was outstanding in this game. And, uh, you know, Doug Bodger had five shots on goal. Christian Rutu had four for Buffalo. And some great names, Dave Andrichuk, Phil Housley, Benoit Hogue, all on that team. And yet the, uh, and Pierre Turgeon, I forgot, almost, uh, all on that team. And yet in this game, the Islanders and Mark Fitzpatrick able to keep them at bay. So certainly... For the Islanders, uh, Fitzpatrick with a great performance in this game and able to lead the Islanders to victory. And, and more, more importantly, the inspiration that Fitzpatrick provided in addition to his stellar goaltending makes him a memorable New York Islander. So uh, we are a day late, but happy 54th birthday to former Islanders netminder Mark Fitzpatrick. He is our Islanders birthday of the day. Islanders got a got a win tonight, important for this team to start putting together wins. And you know, overall they've done that more or less. But the consistency still has me concerned. And I really really want to see the Islanders put together a solid 60-minute effort, and we haven't seen that. You know, even the good games, the wins against Calgary and the Rangers and the Avalanche, there are one to two periods of hockey where the Islanders just aren't at their best and they're being thoroughly outplayed. Again, no team dominates for 60 minutes. That's not the way it works. The other team gets paid too, and other teams have very good hockey players as well. But the Islanders need to not be stuck in their own zone for extensive periods of time, and they need to be able to play their style of hockey and be effective at it. They're not doing that efficiently or consistently right now, and they've got to do that if they want to continue to, to stay at or near the top of the Metropolitan Division standings. 10-6 and six through 16 games. That is solid, and hopefully that will continue for the Islanders as they move forward. But again, Ottawa, a team you're supposed to beat, and the Islanders need to find a way to do that and pick up the two points again. Thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. It's available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. That's going to do it for this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Don't forget, 5.30 Eastern time start for this game. So make sure that uh, you're aware of that and don't tune in at 7 o'clock or 7.30 expecting to see the beginning of the game and just catch the end. Until then... Have a great day, everybody. Enjoy the game. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.